if you can take a story and make it your own with your own metaphors and it's interesting you talked about analogies earlier that's so powerful i use analogies that people haven't even heard of Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwinthedaycom where we help you, the entrepreneur, stop working so hard. Check us out, winthehourwinthedaycom Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Would you like to know how to get time back so you can get to the real work? Take our win time back quiz. It's been designed to show entrepreneurs just like you, your blind spots. And really it's awesome because it totally provides instant actionable steps on how to improve. It takes less than two minutes. It's free and you receive customized results instantly, instantly. Check it out. The link is in our show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward, and boy, oh boy, am I super excited who we got in the house today. You are just going to love this. All right, welcome to the show, Greg Anderson. I'm going to let you say hello before I rail on about your amazing talent and capabilities. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Okay. All right. You, right after you listen to this full show, you have to check him out. I found him on TikTok. I'm sure he's other places, but he has a talent that I have never seen before. And it is, oh my gosh, it is just so magical and powerful about getting your attention and really storytelling and making people understand any message that you want to deliver about your, you know, about your marketing or whatever you're doing. He stops to scroll every time. And it's like, I, you know what? I'm going to try to describe it, but you have to see it. it's lyrical. It's almost like, I don't know, the master of storytelling. And they're very simple stories. They're not elaborate. They're very gentle in nature, just sitting in a chair and you're just talking. But I'm telling you, it's almost like, I don't know, a combination of story time when you're in kindergarten to like then somebody who is also went to the Olympics for storytelling. I don't know how to describe it, Greg, but you are incredibly awesome at it. And it's, it's like something I have never seen before. It's, it's a whole thing on its own. So tell us, you know, what we should know about storytelling or branding or where should we start? Cause you really do have something unique here. It's a difficult one where, where to start exactly is always <laughs> the tricky bit, but I think where I always lead it from is like fear, emotion, logic. We're always taught and you can look on YouTube, you can look at other gurus about the place, and they always talk about fear, emotion, and logic. But what no, no one talks about is that emotions, how we kind of recall things. So your, your worst memories and your best memories are often the ones that you, you can recall at perfectly with ease. And, and that's the approach that I, I kind of want to take to what I do is teach people through emotion. But there's also a bit of logic. Sometimes there's a bit of fear 
but emotion is the main driver for me. So whether that's humor, humility, anger, that's that's kind of what I, I like to play on. You know what you brought, as you were saying that, it already you increased my bandwidth because I, I'm a somewhat intelligent person. But when you say emotion, obviously I, or not obviously, I actually went to like, okay, make these stories more emotional, but the emotion can be humor. It doesn't have to be the whole tear jerking thing. Cause I find that gets old really quickly and it's not my jam, but I think you're just talking about engagement and, and generating a stir in somebody some way. Mm -hmm, completely. That's, that's exactly what you're doing. All you're doing is trying to, um, I think someone else put it recently is hit them in a, the face with a cream pie. And then directly after you're trying to stir their emotions so that you yourself become more memorable. And then beyond that, the message you're setting becomes memorable. They almost have to tune into you. And it's, you know, that hook, the first three seconds, everyone talks about it. That's what's going to the drive the to watch the rest of the video but without the emotion built throughout they're not going to remember it okay so you are incredibly memorable and so really this leans into you know your personal brand and i know you talk about this how massive it is because we tend to be influenced by people we see online and or I know for me, when I was starting to do more stuff online with videos, I, it was a veneer version of who I am because I was trying to put my shoulders back and show them educated and use good words. And I went to school and all this stuff, but it was kind of like boring. And then I kind of thought the high energy person that I'm known for, I kind of thought that was a fifth date thing. Like once you become my client and then you get to know me, I get to sort of unleash myself upon you. But <laughs> you, you have this very gentle way in a very noisy platform like TikTok that I find you can't scroll by. And it really is true to your nature and the way you storytell. So it does lend itself to the fact that that is who you are. That is how you show up. And yet in such a nice, no easy platform, you still get people's attention. I, I know this sounds ridiculous, but just being you, right? <laughs> You're too kind. I'm getting all the compliments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think being you is a big part of it. You, you can't lose your own message. When, when people are trying to copy other people, you can see straight through it. Speaking 100 miles an hour is something I, I don't do, for instance, Um there's there's studies as to why not to speak 100 miles an hour you know you seem more confident mm. you think about what you say and then it gives people time to think about what you're saying as well so I think either way you're super engaging and that's you and that's your personality you should never lose that and then other people are going which one do I take which path do I take do I speak slow do I speak fast do I have to talk about a certain subject a certain way should I swear should I not swear it all comes back down to you as a person and what you want to come across as and what you actually are if you start to lose your own self mm. it, it it's so obvious and and that's what you know the scroll stopping is oh wow someone genuine rather than okay, I've seen this before, or he looks like he's copying someone else, or she looks like she's copying someone else. That's a big part of personal brand. And you just have to create it yourself. And it's hours and hours of work thinking about, you know, what you want to say, what you want to film, how you want to come across, what your message really is, what you want to talk about. And I think doing those hours itself will help anyone get better at personal brand. 
Yeah. You, and you do see that, like, especially where TikTok is really starting to, you know, get a lot more traction. And then you see other people who are then you just see the junior, junior, I can't talk junior version of the, somebody higher up the ranks. And you're like, Oh, they're following them. So it really does. Okay. So let's talk about some mistakes that you think people make with personal branding. Okay. So a big one's not being their self. Like we've just talked about that's massive. Um, trying to replicate someone else. Like, so copy paste version. I'm going to be a copy paste version of Andrew Tate. I'm going to be a copy paste version of Gary V. I'm going to be a copy paste version of Tony Robbins. I think when people do that, that that's the worst thing you can do. Always take nuggets, but never take the whole package. The, the moment you take the whole package, you lose yourself. And, and that's just, it's, it's just ludicrous that, that people take that approach. Um, I certainly never looked at it from right, I'm going to go online, I'm going to put myself out there and everyone's going to like me straight away. And I think that's probably the second one that when you put yourself out there and you've put yourself online and you're building your personal brand, part of your personal brand is being shit. Like it's being awful. Yeah, it's um, the growth. That that growth's really important and you're not going to be great straight away. Um, most people hate being in front of a camera, for instance, um, which is only natural. You're, you're speaking to nobody essentially um it's strange it's weird but it's the hours that get put in behind it and i keep harping back to hours but i think that's the bit that people the bit they don't see but in the end product what they're looking at is these refined personal brands that people have so they're thinking i've not done it in my first year so it's awful um it takes some of these guys you know like 10 15 years till they've done it yeah, you bring up a couple of really good points because it is so easy when there's so much pressure and we have so much to do is say, okay, fine. If TikTok's a new thing, great, I'll go on it. And oh, you know what? I've been on it for three months now and it hasn't panned out. Like I'm not getting the numbers other people are getting. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's not going to go away. So you might as well keep at it. Um, and I do find for me, I have learned more about other social media platforms off TikTok than I did all the other ones. And a big part about, I do find the community a little bit more forgiving, but also just constantly cranking out. The more you get to bat, the, the quicker you learn about yourself. So there is that you, as I said, at the top of the show, you have a very captivating presence with your storytelling and people tell me all the time you know, that I'm good at with analogies or if my clients, I'll give a story to say, okay, if this comes up, that's fine. But your stories, like you, I know that I would not be able, if you gave me the same content as much as I'd like to pretend I'm all grown up and stuff, I would probably rush through the beginning to get to the point because I think, oh, they're scrolling by. It's such a fa fast platform and stuff, but you're really grounded in that. And it's so captivating. So what to you are some of the things that we're skimming over in storytelling? Cause it, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm, I think what you're seeing is, is something that I, it's not trained into me. I've, I've not learned it, but it's something that I do naturally. Um, you know, you can, you can ask anyone I know that they, they say he's completely horizontal because I am, um, I'll speak slow. I'll take time to think about what I'm saying so that everyone else can see that I'm actually thinking, you know, I'm not just spouting a script every single time. I'm looking at what the next thing is. I'm looking at, right. Okay. Well, 
this concept's not quite, you know, complete. So let's see if I can throw in something else. And I think it's that the power and control, which comes with speaking slow, drags people in. And we're just, we've got so much out there. We've, we've reached the point on social media that there's so much. You know, we can never watch everything that's out there. And it's, how do I get someone's attention as quick as possible? And everyone's doing one thing. So they're going, right, I need to speak as fast as possible because that's how I can get as much information down and out there. And people go, all right, I'm thinking, but really we're not giving people time to think. And it's that thinking that is actually the, the draw for you. So it's the moment I've got you on the hook is when I go, I've slowed you down from you know where you were, which was you've seen content after content that's about mm-hmm. 100 miles an hour. And if I take you down to zero miles an hour, you're going to go, well, what? Your brain's going to start going all over the place and go, well, what's he just done? And I think that's not trained enough. It's it's all, we got to be fast. We got to be fast paced. You know, if I speak about 10 things, you lose your train of thought, but so does the person watching. Well, the problem with me is I actually took two courses, two, twice on how to speak slower. <laughs> and my husband said I should have got my money back on both of them. Um, so, so I blame my mother. She came from a very large family and you told stories quick and you told them fast and that's it. Or somebody was going to talk over you. So I blame her for that. But so in my case, I have, sadly, this is me speaking slower. I have learned to slow down, but it is my natural fit. And I, I have tried to do it the other way. And then it was like painful. It's not who I am and all this other stuff. Right. And then once you get to know me, you're not going to get that person anyhow, if I could speak slower. So but it's interesting to me. So you speak slower. That's your natural thing. I think the message here though, is that you didn't change for the platform. You also do one longer shoot where most, you know, we're all trained to do shortcuts to keep it visually stimulating. Right. And also sometimes I don't even, and I say this with nothing but warmth, Sometimes I don't even know why I'm listening to this story. Like the whole story about (laughs) your grandmother dying. I'm like, okay, over here, you're talking about business and then you're telling a funny story about your grandmother dying and it was meaningful and I related to you. And I guess it's the human side of you, right? Because that's the kind of humor that my family would have had. They would have said something like that. So then I'm like, you know what? I don't even know why I'm addicted to this guy. Like I'm all over the place. I don't even know what we're doing here, (laughs) but it is captivating. So I guess the bigger messages are like, you have to stand your ground and be you, which I hate the word be authentic because I don't think anybody tries to be inauthentic, right? But what you're saying is don't don't try to fit into the platform. Have the platform put a spotlight on you? Mm -hmm. Don't force it. It's, um, I think a lot of what we've covered even in these like first few minutes is that people do force it. They look at others and they aspire to be like them. So then they assume that they should be a certain way or talk a certain way and they lose themselves and what they might be interesting for. For instance, I'm saying don't speak a thousand miles an hour, but I find you captivating, for instance, like I can listen to you. I can understand what you're saying. I can take it in. (laughs) But I can take it on. And this is the thing. It's, for some people, speaking fast works because it's their personality. Yeah. I can tell it's your personality. Speaking yeah. slow works for some people because it's their personality. The one thing that that does need to be trained, and you can't you can't get it from just you know a few vid- doing a few videos is a lot of people speak 
very monotonously there's no music to the voice and mm. it's the music that that's memorable too so I guess think about it like this if if you try and remember a whole song you'll find it pretty easy after listening to it you know two three times you'll know the lyrics if you try and do the same thing with a book so a page in mm. a book a four piece of paper it will take you six seven eight nine times before you can even get halfway and the reason's melody so the melody and the voice we're lucky oh. being scots that really helps us that's it's massive so that melody keeps people engaged but also remembering what you're saying okay i see i i forgot i'm hosting the show i started thinking there <laughs> it's like i was like oh yeah okay all right my turn to talk <laughs> that is a really I've, that is a beautiful, that is a beautiful piece of knowledge because I did, I started rethinking everything that you do and, and what I do and stuff. And you're right on so many levels. So instead of, okay, what we're saying is it's okay that I talk quickly. That's my energy. Don't change who I am. Show up to the platform, be me. Don't try to fit into the platform. But if we're going to work on anything, whether I, you know, speak at a, I don't know, four RPMs per hour and you only speak one, I still have to have dips and flow in that bringing it down. What would be slow for me is maybe fast for you, but that brings the melody in there. Correct. Yeah. That's your own melody. And it's what people okay. will listen to in the end of the day. Um, you know, the ups, the downs, everything. Um, I, I, I don't really know how to train it out of someone when they do speak monotonously. It's a long process. But it's something when you're passionate about something, you always add melody to your voice. So if you ask someone about something boring, like a rock, if they're not, if they're not a geologist, they're going to go, it's a rock. If you ask them about something they're passionate about, so you're passionate about people saving time, for instance, you'll hear instantly when someone's passionate about something, the voice goes up, down, mm. all over the place. And as such, when you're passionate, you actually engage people. Yeah, I have always found that that there's sometimes you could talk to somebody in something that you're not even particularly interested in, but they're so passionate about. You're like, you made that interesting. I still don't care about it, but I, I want to know. Like, I I want to learn a little bit more because you made it so interesting. So I think you what you brought up is now I can really see it like music notes where your music notes may be down at this scale and mine are up at that scale, but previously I've always tried to suppress mine because I'm talking too quickly or I'm shrill or I'm all these things but what it's like no it's just the range of notes for this song and this is my song kind of deal mm -hmm. yeah everyone okay. has their own song everyone has their own mm -hmm. melody um it's just how we work as humans and what we find engaging some people might might find me boring some people might find me engaging in fact I know I know from the comments, you know, I can look through the comments on the videos and I can see people are like, speak up. I'm like, no, I speak softly. That's me. I'm not going to speak up for you. Everybody else, you know, goes, go read me a bedtime story because this is beautiful. <laughs> and this is the difference, you know, some people reacting to, oh my God, this troll has said something about me. I'm going to hold on to it and it's really going to affect me, but it really shouldn't because they're positives in their own right. They're making your content go further. Yeah. And 
Uh, with the tonality that you deliver, and again, I cannot stress this enough. You have to go see him on TikTok. <laughs> You're scrolling by, and all of a sudden, it's like I don't know what he's talking about, but clearly, this is important, right? <laughs> it's like I must pay attention to this, and then it's like, oh, your grandma died. Okay, well, sorry about that, but it's I, I can I could have watched that one later, right? It does, but I and I think you're right, and you even did some funny ones too, where you're addressing the trolls or you're addressing crazy people, and it was just so well done again it was just like music so i think i I, yeah i just think there is a lot of depth into your storytelling and just the way you roll it out so the the melody hugely important what's another thing that you think we skip over with stories oh god put me on the spot um do 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 (laughs) i was making sure there's no dead air (laughs) We've got, when we actually think about stories themselves, no story itself is original. So when someone says, you know, I can't say that or I can't put it out there because, you know, someone's already said it. It's already, everything's already been said. Just go look on YouTube, do a search. Exactly what you search for will come up, no matter what you search, unless it's completely obscure. But that's the fun of it. If you can take a story and make it your own with your own metaphors, and it's interesting you talked about analogies earlier, that's mm-hmm. that's so powerful. I use analogies that people haven't even heard of sometimes. I use other people's analogies and throw them into different stories that people have told before. I just tell it in a different way. So I'll use a different metaphor to describe a concept. And I think that's powerful in itself that it's the the reinvention of storytelling. So the story itself isn't original, but your story is. And that's something that I think is is hugely valuable. You shouldn't limit yourself and say, I can't put myself out there because someone's done it before. Just think of it in terms of, I can put myself out there, even though it's been said before, but I'm going to try and reframe this in my own way. Yeah, I had somebody else in the show and she gave a really great example that I remembered. And she said, like, nobody that's going to open up a pizza joint says, oh, my gosh, there's enough pizza places around here. I'm not going to open one. But what you think is, oh, my spot, my sauce is special. We have a different sauce. So we're going to open, yes, yet another pizza place because my sauce is special. So, you know, you got your special sauce. And I think it's really interesting, too, when you talked about um, previously the trolls. There are some people that argue that, you know, you're doing well on social media when you get the trolls as upsetting (laughs) as that can be, that means you have enough of an audience. I I know for me, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call it a troll, but I had somebody comment. I did a video on TikTok and they put in the thing behind me, the lamp behind you doesn't have a shade. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So. Hey, this is, this is good. This is good for the next bit. What you're saying right now, my next point on storytelling. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell is that? I, first of all, I just moved into a new house. That room's not done yet. But secondly, is that all you got from this video? Because, you know, I really thought there was more to it, but okay. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and I know that I live here, but yeah. So you can't get sucked into that. No, not at all. And and that's actually helpful for you. So another aspect of storytelling, particularly when it's visual, is providing some sort of, of prop or something happening in the background. One of the most views, one of the most viewed videos on the platform itself is 
a bunch of guys in the window at the back watching the girls dancing. No one's talking about the girls dancing. They're all talking about the guys in the background. The reason it's got so many views is because everyone is commenting, you know, pervs and what are they doing? Do they think they can't be seen? This is going to be all over the internet. You know, that's the intrigue and storytelling. Um, an example, I, I talked about money being able to buy happiness with a toilet brush in my hand. No right. one commented on the toilet brush. No one. I think one person, maybe. But 50,000 people saw that video. And we're probably thinking, why is he holding a toilet brush the whole time I was speaking? That is interesting, too, because for a while, like previously before TikTok, before I was on TikTok, not before TikTok, but I used a lot of props. I would use an example of like, you know, a jar of jelly beans and talking about like, you know, a big jar of red jelly beans. Here's kind of yeah. like all the important work that you have. And then it's buried in a jar with, you know, a whole bunch of different colors. You're trying to dig out the red beans. This is the real work. And I kind of gave that up on TikTok because it seemed, again, I was fitting into the platform. It seemed like it was more conversational, it was more fast paced. Don't use the props. Right. But in your case, I was, you know, thinking too, well, what is he talking about props? Cause you're always sitting in a chair and it's so gather around children. It's story time. I'm going to tell you something really <laughs> important. Like it must, whatever I'm about to say, it must be really important. And so because of your gentle delivery, your, gen your prop is gentle, but again, stay true to who you are. And, you know, visual also helps in the storytelling. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Visual visual does help. Um, the problem is you can distract with visual as well. So mm. if, if you have something completely out of the ordinary in your hand or in the background, someone is going to focus on that rather than focusing on your message or what you're saying. So if your key part of your storytelling is I want people to listen to me and listen to what I say because I want them to learn or I want to sell to them based on what I'm saying, don't focus on the props because the props will distract. And so what made you choose, what was your aim with the toilet brush? Um, it, it was, it was a test Okay. <laughs> as horrible as that is a lot of what I do is, is it, it tests people and makes them think. And I add the humor, emotion, um, humility, anger side as well to make them actually think what they've learned in six videos. So I'm doing TikTok. I'm making people comment. The people that have commented, I know are going to see the next video most likely because at the moment, that's how the algorithm's working. You know, oh, you like that. You commented on it. I'm going to show you it again. There's no, there's a dislike button now, I think. But the point of it is that they're drawn in by a story time and time again. I don't want to do it any other way. And that's the only way I do it. And I love the one where you said, this is part two of why you shouldn't do part twos. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone was telling you on TikTok to do three part series and all this other stuff. Right. And I even like, all right, I'll try it once. It doesn't make sense. It seems like a lot of work. And I don't think anybody goes back and watches it, but I thought I'll try it. But you're like, this is part two of why you don't do a part two series. <laughs> it's like, excellent. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all kinds of fun. Okay. And how, so how, how long would you say you've been putting yourself out there sort of effectively on video? On TikTok? um yeah end of march start of april oh wow okay you're doing awesome yeah so yeah i, I grew i grew really fast um based on a, a single play 
but I told people I was going to do the play the very day before, which was mentioning someone's name who happened to be biggest on the platform at the time. Guess who? Andrew Tate. Um, oh, is that the one where you were uh, not, I was weird. I don't want to say criticizing. Is that the one you were talking about? Look, this is, this is the approach he's doing. It's very negative and here's why it works kind of deal. Is that that one? Yeah, so there's a few videos before that. So there's okay. a, the, a video got, I think, 6.5 million views or something. Um, and that just to let people know it's possible, I had two and a half thousand followers before that video went out. Now I have 90,000 and I've had that for, you know, that growth in those months. I think the growth curve was like four weeks. So it can be done, you know. You can go okay. from nothing to something in in no time at all. Okay, hold on. Back to truck up here. So Andrew Tate, and I was just brand new on TikTok, so I didn't know he's a big deal, but he's had a bit large following. And yeah. you gave a pushback on that his approach was not very positive in nature. It was kind of negative. But just that alone, I have to say, I'm all about, <laughs> I don't even know. I think I'm brave. I think I'm bold. I do stuff. But I don't know if I would have walked in and said, all right, I'm here. I've been here a half hour. Let me ring that bell. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have thought like the pushback would just be so overwhelming. Like, I, I don't think I got the gumption for that. <laughs> no, the no holds barred approach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, let's make a few friends first before I get obliviated with people's, you know, feedback here. So, so yeah, what made, what was your, you obviously had a clear strategy to do yeah. this yeah. and you knew you were going to get a following. Is that the deal? And did you not think you could be like taken out of town, like on a pitchfork? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, okay. <laughs> He, the thing was, he, he has a persona and, you know, lots of people says he fakes his persona. Half of what he said might be true and he might think it. But beyond that, looking completely beyond that, his audience was young men. So under 20, usually TikTok is the majority young men. So all I did was say, right, I'm just going to leverage these young men. I'm going to push it a bit hard on someone they might really, really, really like for, you know, unknown reasons. I know I'll get tons of kickback, but the tick kickback alone should push me out to the wider audience, which was what we were starting to see. So the platforms, any algorithm is for the majority. And that's what, when I talk about algorithms or anything like that, I, I, that's the only thing I want people to ever remember is the algorithms are usually set for the majority. They're not set for the minority, no matter how much Instagram, et cetera, tries to tell you, you know, oh, we're working on the small creators now. We've got these, these algorithms going out. And that may well be true. But for the majority, a platform wants to keep people on platform. If the majority of that platform is a certain age group, we're going to focus on providing our algorithm in a way that focuses on that age group. What it'll then do is go, right, well, it's got 90% of the audience and it's it's thought that's great content. So we'll just put it out to the wider audience. And that's that's all I was doing. And I knew if I played on something else, which was, there's lots of things he says, which are a bit extreme. I focused on water of all things. So I knew there'd also be the other group of people that would say, why are you just focusing on water? 
of all the things that you could have gotten before. Why are you focusing on water? So I'd have them as well commenting and they'd see this build up to the final video then. And that was all, I wanted them to follow that journey. So there was four or five videos, um, four of which were pre-planned, every single one. Um, apart from I gave the stats on the last one, which was the the, the reveal, kind of the the fun bit for people. And, and that's where the emotion led into it. And a lot of the, the young guys, they became my followers. I'm like, oh, that's really clever. I never thought of it that way. I see why you've done it. You know, I still like some of what Tate does, but I can see you're smart. And, you know, that's cool. I wasn't trying to convert anyone. All I was trying to do was teach them by emotion. Oh my gosh. Oh, this could turn into a five-part Netflix series. Okay, hold on. <laughs> so I think this is a really powerful insight. So there's been times that I see somebody that says something, you know, which I totally disagree with, like, especially say on TikTok where you can do whatever duets and all that other stuff. And um, for me, I often talk about, you know, people talk about delegate, delegate. And I say, delegating is a lateral move. The work still has to come through you. It's still work for you. You don't want to delegate. Like I'm so against that. Right. But I never, you know, a, I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like whatever, criticizing somebody who's got all these people and I'm just new. I'm new in the room. Don't ruffle the feathers kind of deal. Yeah. But that makes no sense because also the really powerful lesson I got from what you're saying is, look, at the end of the day, it's about numbers. If 100,000 people are watching your videos and 40,000 of them think, you know, you're, you're ugly, who cares? There's numbers. No, nobody at TikTok is sitting there reviewing your account. They're looking at the numbers, which reminds me of Muhammad Ali, who came up, you know, obviously, as we all know, with his bravado and being so brazen. And he said, look, mm -hmm. here's the deal. At the end of the day, I'm selling tickets. People are either coming because they like me or they're coming in because they want to see me get beat because they don't like me, but I'm still <laughs> selling tickets, right? So yeah. <laughs> that's really, you were leaning into the algorithm and looking at the numbers and not going, oh, not everybody likes me. And not that <laughs> I certainly don't need to be like, I'm quite comfortable if somebody doesn't like me, especially when they tell me, because then I think, you know what, you and I are not gonna have a lot in common if you don't like me. So I'm okay with not being like, However, I do think as a human, we all take that a little bit different with social media because it just seems mm -hmm. like ah, the spray of feedback can be so harsh, especially when they start twisting little things you say out of turn. But you were thinking very strategically going, yeah, we're just chasing the numbers. The rest will sort itself out later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's we've got something in the UK called, called Marmite. I don't know if you've got it over there, but Marmite, people either love it or hate it. And the expression is you're like Marmite. I think I proved the point with that. You know, not everybody can be liked by everyone, but nor should everyone want to be liked by everyone because it's, it's just the wrong way to go. You will limit yourself if you want to be liked by anyone because you're limiting yourself and your own beliefs. You might have certain beliefs and, you look at people like Piers Morgan on TV, he says outrageous oh. things, but he's still got his spot on TV because he encourages debate. And, you know, that's what ideally what they want. It's viewership and debate are the two things that, you know, the news leverages it pretty highly. Um, 
Yeah, you, you you don't have to follow him for him to explode somewhere and find his way to your feed, even when you're like, oh, I never no. want to see him again. And I think too, to that note, also, like you made some comments about Gary V, which I I had always thought that, you know, I felt that he was, I didn't feel he earned his path, but yet he is makes millions more than I do a year, but he was given a business that was already established. So I was just sitting here going, I don't understand why everyone else is like, he's not my jam, like power to him. Good for you, but not my jam. And then you had done a video about, you know, did anybody but me notice he already had established business? Here's what he did. Here's what he didn't do. Why, why does he get all these accolades? So I'm sitting, you know, in my house with my phone going, Oh, I found my people <laughs> because I never, because I always think, well, I'm the only one on the planet. Right. So I think too, what you've sort of given certainly me is a little bit more spine where you think, I'm all about being positive. I don't need to be negative. I don't need to rip other no. people down to put myself up. However, I can be honest and say this train of thought doesn't serve me. And I can talk about that in a video and that doesn't have to be negative, but nor do I have to no. suppress my opinions. No, that's I completely agree with you. And, you know, I've just showed in the early days two tactics, which are marketing by unpopular opinion and, the video will probably be out as the podcast comes out on this as well. So the reason I talked about Gary V in, in, in that way is because he said 90% of what I said on that video. It's him that said 90% of my calls are wrong, not me. I just mm. phrased it in a certain way and used keywords and trigger words to make him his own enemy to his followers. It's crazy when you think of it that way. And it's, it's another psychology thing. You know, we have opinions and we're so set on opinions and, you know, no, that that's my opinion. I, I'm right. I'm a hundred percent right. That we'll disregard something that's complete fact, which is Gary V said 90% of my calls are wrong, which is funny. And it's why you'll, you know, you'll, you'll push yourself towards comments on a video that you think, yeah, I agree with that, but you won't even, you know, regard a comment that's completely opposite even mm. if it's completely valid or it has evidence we tend to disregard the evidence and when you think of that you know you go way deep you can go way deep into your personal brand and how you play yourself and how you can use power to manipulate it essentially mm. as horribly as that sound but we are all mass manipulators um doesn't matter how you look at it the the goal of you is i want something um how you phrase that is often in a nice way or I'm going to take it. So either way works. It's just, you'll be perceived a certain way by certain people, but you'll be perceived another way by others. I think you're like, and you know, in the movies where, I don't know, maybe Tom Cruise movie or something where they're the world domination. And then you're like, yeah, everyone's chasing this, what perceived bad guy, but then there's the quiet one in the back who actually <laughs> is this, the strategic thinker that we all did not know we should have been paying attention to because you're all very gentle, but here's some master strategy going on that I have not, I'm sure we didn't even scratch the surface, but I've not heard from anybody else. So Greg, you have been a treat where should people find you if they want more of your brilliance? Um, I'm focusing a lot on TikTok just now. So yeah. the Greg Anderson um, is with an I because my parents wanted to mess with people. So G-R-E-I-G. -E um, that's where I'm focusing a lot of my, my efforts. Um, I am on Instagram as well with the same handle. 
I do have a YouTube um, and you'll be seeing probably a lot, a lot more and hearing a lot more of me on, on other podcasts as well. Yes, you definitely will. Oh my gosh. He's so, yeah, you have to check him out on TikTok. All right, Greg, you have been a treat. Thank you so much. Everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, hop on over to freegiftfromchris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there so that you guys can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.